Jesus. Wow. You may please seat it. Thank you, choir. I can imagine the task that was involved in, um, you know, we have one of the best youth choir. They are a youth choir. So when young people or youth are singing what they call old school song, really, so you can imagine the kind of um, work that went into producing that classic song again. Um, but I really appreciate the fact that you guys made it happen. It's so wonderful. Please clap for them. Because we have to remind ourselves that it's not only the fast-paced songs that are songs. Praise God. All right. Now, this morning, I'm, I'm going to be rounding up on the first part of Stretch to Soar. Stretch to Soar. Uh, part three. Stretch to Soar, part three. Uh, those of you who are joining online, I welcome you. I believe you're there. The Lord bless you. Put away every form of distraction as we go into the word of God. Hallelujah. Stretch to soar. For the past three weeks, I've been running on this series. And coming from different dimensions every time. This morning... As we begin to go into the word of God, I really want you to believe in what is going to do in your life. Because the word of God is powerful, is quick and sharper than every two itself. It's life. Amen. Now, to soar is to go higher. To, to stretch is to extend. Now, no bird goes higher without first laying the foundation or putting to work the prize of stretching. Every bird that wants to fly knows that stretching is not negotiable. Now, there are three dimensions that we must strive to stretch. Three areas of our lives. The first part is the spiritual part. The second is in the mental part of our life, the soul. And the third is the physical part of our lives, the body. Now, for the past three weeks, what I've been sharing on has actually been in the spiritual part. The check. Because that is the foundation no, like the song the choir sang, on Christ the solid rock, I stand all other ground or all other rock is sinking sand. So we must know that stretching to soar, the foundation of Christ is not negotiable. Amen. Now, we want to call it again this morning, personal development. So we are looking about three key areas of our life we must develop this year to so on. Three key areas of personal development. The spiritual, the physical, the mental, and the what? Physical. Is somebody with me? Now, what is personal development? You know, 
Personal development is the process of improving yourself through conscious habits and activities. Again, personal development is the process of improving yourself through conscious habits and activities. When you begin to work on yourself by new by consciously developing new habits activities you are doing new things that will add value to your life that will make you grow as a person what you are doing is what personal development in other words you look at yourself and say hey jide and you say to yourself i have i don't want to be at the same level by the end of 2023 so you begin to look for new activities that can add value to your life. You begin to imbibe new habits that you weren't doing before. Now maybe you now said, I'm going to cultivate the habit of waking up early. Eh, waking up early. The habit of quiet time. All those things, as you begin to engage in them, they are called the process of what? Personal what? Development. How are you with me? Number two, personal development, personal development is making the necessary changes to our life and mindset that will help you achieve your most important goals. Personal development is making the necessary changes. So for personal development to take place, there needs to be changes, making the necessary changes to our life and mindset that will help you achieve your most important goals what does this mean making the necessary changes to our life so you are making adjustments in in your in key areas of your life so for instance at the beginning of the year you will hear us say oh i want to achieve this somebody will say uh, 2023 I'm going to buy a car. 2023, I'm going to build a house. 2023, I'm going to go to school. 2023, I want to be able to save one million naira. Fantastic. Now, what does personal development mean? Personal development means now that I know what I want to do this year, which area of my life do I need to make adjustments so that I can be able to achieve what I want to achieve? Do you understand? So, goal is where you are going. Personal development is developing yourself, growing yourself to be able to get there. Oftentimes, at the beginning of the year, most people set goals, but they don't do personal development. Now, one thing I want you to know is that whatever stopped you last year from achieving what you want to achieve, that thing will still want to stop you this year. But what will help you to overcome the obstacles of last year is what? Personal development. Amen. Amen. So personal development focus on developing me to be a better person. Mentally, spiritually, physically. I want to be a better person. I want to improve on myself. You see, because when you improve on yourself, your output will be better. When you improve, you become a better person, you will have better results. It is a better person that can have a better result. Oftentimes, people seek new results 
without looking inward at the necessary areas that they need to improve or make adjustment to get results. You see, result is not the ultimate goal. It is you that will produce the result. If your car is bad, and but you want to get to, maybe you want to go to a place like in Nigeria, here we, like uh, uh, Ibadan, for instance, but you have a car to go there. If your car is bad, even though you know where you are going, can you get there? No, you can't get there. So you matter. Everything you want to accomplish in life begins with who you are. Who you are determines where you will be in life. Where you are right now is as a result of who you are, whether you like it or not. Because if you know some things, perhaps you will not be here. Do you agree with me? You won't be here. So where you are now is, is as a result of who you are. What you are doing, the habits, the activities, the things you are doing every day, they are the sum total. They are the ones that have resulted in who you are right now. Now, where you need to be tomorrow, it also depends on who you are today. The kind of person you are today will determine where you will be tomorrow in five years' time, in ten years' time. Um, let me give you this. Um, the, um, one of the chartered accountants was sharing a story that he was a gatesman with one of the new genera um, old generation, I think Zenith Bank precisely. He was a gateman there. And he said every morning when he stands at the gates and opens the door for the, the staff to come in, he was not satisfied at opening the gates for them. So one day he looked at himself and said, one day I will be the manager of this bank. I will be a manager in this bank. One day. And he asked himself, what does he need to do? Who does he need to be to become a manager of the bank? He said he needs to go back to school. So even though he was still the gate man, he went back to school. He started, he got his waek. By the time he got his waek, he went to, he wrote jam, went to university as a gate man. You see, he was still opening the gates, but something was changing gradually about his life. Do you know he finished university? Then, he went for his um, channel accountant. He did ICANN, P1, P2, P3. Then I think there are three stages then, P1 to 3 then. Okay. And he became a chartered accountant. The day he went and met his manager, that is no longer, you know, that he has become chartered. Nobody believed. In fact, he sent his new CV to the head office of his bank. They could not believe. They were challenged. You mean that guy that have been opening gates? And do you know the people that got challenged were his fellow gate men? And do you know of the truth? Now he comes back. And guess what? His old friends are now opening gates for him. And eventually, they posted him to head one of the branches of that bank. Now he sees his friend. He has a driver. He sees his friends. But do you know, they will not say they will not open for him. Even though they used to be colleagues eight years, ten years ago. But you see, 
Personal development is a journey. Gradually, gradually something you do is a process. Ten years later, his own life has changed, but they were still where they were. You know something? When you want to develop your personal, when you want to develop yourself, you don't look at how long, you look at how well. The reason why people don't go to school, for instance, they say, you mean I will have to go to school for five years? It's too far. I have to go to school for seven years? It's too far. Well, whether you like it or not, seven years will come. Whether you like it or not, ten years that look so far will come. The only thing that will have happened is that you are still at where you are ten years ago, ten years later, whilst others have left you. May that not be your portion. Is somebody with me? So that is what we are talking about. That personal development is very important in life. You don't joke with it. You don't take it for granted. Amen. Amen. Now, as children of God, there are three areas of our lives. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. New Living Translation. It says, Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way. And may your whole spirit, look at it, soul, and body be kept blameless un until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. Three aspects of our life. Soul, spirit, and body. So when I'm talking about personal development, you must develop, develop yourself in these three areas. In your spirit, in your soul, and in your what? But by the grace of God, we are going to the next phase next week, which is the soul. You are going to be blessed by that because I'm going to be teaching on mental development then the last part is our body but today i'm running up in developing your spirit amen now in developing your spirit there are three major pillars keys that are involved that are not negotiable in becoming strong spiritually three areas three keys three pillars that are non-negotiable in developing your spirit. Number one, the first pillar in developing your spirit, if you want to be spiritually strong, is the word of God. You grow in the word. You develop in the word. John chapter 1 verse 1 says, in the beginning, New Living Translation says, the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. Said so the word already existed. The word was with God. The word was God. So the word of God is the foundation for life. It's not negotiable. The word of God is key. I'm going to share with you right now three importance, three vital importance of the word of God. Three major importance of the word of God in the life of a Christian or in the life of a believer. Number one, we were bettered by the word. We were bettered by the word. In other words, we were created by the word of God. Three vital truths about the word of God. Number one is we were created by the word of God. John chapter 3 verse 6. New Living Translation says, Humans can reproduce only humans. 
But the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. Human can reproduce humans, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to what? Spiritual life. KJV says, he that is born of the flesh is what? Flesh. He that is born of the spirit of God is spirit. There are two times you were born. The first time was when your mother gave birth to you. That is called natural birth. Every one of us were born that way. But the second time was when the word of God gave birth to you. This is what was called being born again. So you were, every child of God was born two times. How many times? Two times. The first one, your mother gave birth to you. The second time, the word of God gave birth to you. You heard the word. You believed the word of God. And you were birthed by the word. So in other words, for a child of God, you are created. You were birthed by the word. Look at 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 23. KJV. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 23. What does it say? Be born again. Not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, look at it, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. By the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. James chapter 1 verse 18 says, Of his own will begat he us with the word. He gave birth to us with the word of truth. That we should become a that we should be a first kind of his creatures. So the word of God was what God used to give birth to you. You are you are born by the word. So what does that mean? You see, somebody looks at you and says, Hey, you resemble your mother. Oh, you look like your father. But when they look at you, when you are when you are born again, they will say, Oh, you resemble Jesus. Your life is like the word. Because you see, the way you are living your life, they looked at you, they said, even though his father was a drunkard, even though his mother was this, but this boy is different. He's different. Do you know why he's different? Because he has now been birthed by what? The word. The word of God. is our life. is what gives birth to us. So when you take the word of God for granted, you are taking your life for granted. Because that is the essence of our life. It is the blood that flows in our spirits. Just as physical body has blood, the word of God is the blood of your spirit. It's, it's what keeps us alive. It's what keeps us going. So when a Christian is bankrupt of the word, it dies. Are you with me? So understand this. This will help your fellowship more with the word. Amen. The second important truth about the word of God is that the word of God is our spiritual food. Now, since we were birthed by the word, then you know that what we eat as children of God for our spirits is what? The word of God. Now, Matthew chapter 4 verse 4, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone. You know, he's not talking about the physical man. He said, you don't live because you're a three-dimensional person. You have a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. So your spirit don't feed on fufu. Your spirit don't eat jollof rice. How many of you know that your spirit don't, no, does not eat jollof rice? Yes, your spirit does not eat jollof rice. How many of you love jollof rice? 
Uh, is jollof rice not nice? It's nice. What, you know, what's your favorite food? Somebody said yam and egg? Wow. What's your favorite food? Bread and beans. Wow. What about you? What's your favorite food? Jollof rice and boiled egg. Awesome. Yes, who else has some favorite food? Somebody said, Fufu with what? Fufu with a goosey. Wonderful. Who else? Who else? Macaroni. All right. Now, so we all love physical food, right? But the truth is, there is a spiritual food for you. It's called the word of God. Now, listen. How many of you know that when you don't eat, you become very weak? Don't you realize that when you don't eat, you don't have power? You just become so weak, right? You move around. It's the same thing. When you don't study the word, when you don't put the word of God in you, do you know what happened? You become so weak. You see, I've heard people say, when I was sleeping, then one masquerade appeared. And the masquerade lifted up a cane and was beating me, beating me, beating me, beating me. Hey, listen, do you know why a masquerade can beat you like that in your dream? Because your spirit is weak. Physically, a man that is weak will not be able to beat other people. When your spirit is weak, a masquerade will appear in your dream and what? Flog you. I've heard people say that I was sleeping and I saw somebody, they just shot me. One time I was praying for a woman. She slept. And in the dream, she saw a snake. And before you know it, the snake beat her in the dream. Do you know what happened? When she woke up physically, the mark was there. Wow. Things like that are true. Of course, will you say she's not true? Because when she came to me, I could see the mark. But you know something? Even if I pray for you and God heals you, do you know why a snake can bite someone in the dream and they come and it affects them physically? Because that woman or that man does not have the word of God in his or her life. Because the Bible says the word of God is a weapon in the spirit. Normally in the physical, when people see snake, what do they do? They go and look for something to what? To kill it, right? And they use thing, they use cutlass, they use everything to kill the snake. If your spirit is strong, when you see such thing in this dream too, you will see that there will be one power that will come. That you alone, in fact, your dream, you should be able to do things you cannot do physically in your dream. You see yourself tearing the snake apart. Why? Because your spirit is strong. Your spirit is strong. I remember as a new believer, there were times I was a younger Christian, but I didn't know the power of the word. I will sleep and it will be as though somebody will just press me down. They will just press you down. You can feel it. And you will, I will try to roll. I can't roll. Sometimes you want to shout Jesus. You can't shout Jesus. So I went to my pastor. My pastor would pray for me. But later my pastor said, you know something? Anytime you see yourself that something is pressing you down, you cannot do it. It's because there is no word of God in you. The devil knows when a child of God is weak. He knows it because he looks in your spirit and all he can see is fufu and 
your edit, your every other thing, but you cannot see the word. Your Lord Christ cannot save you from the devil. Listen to me. The word of God is our spiritual food. Eat it every day. Eat it every day. Some of the problem you are complaining for now is because you wake up in the morning, you don't carry your Bible. No. I went to go and preach at a pleasure the other time. A woman came to me and said, Pastor, see my shop. All my customers have run away. I said, what happened, madam? She said she used to sell food. And uh, she was selling well. But one day, she came to her shop and there were flies all around at the entrance. So she went and brought fleets or something to spray all the flies. He said, Pastor, the, since the day I killed all those flies, no human being have come to eat in my shop. Wow. <laughs> we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and power. How can killing a fly chase away customers? Because they were not ordinary flies. They were demonic powers. But you know something? That woman was waiting until the devil knocked on her door. She was not having the word of God in her. That day when she killed those flies, if she had the word of God, by the time the, 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 the customers are not coming, all she needs to do is to declare, thus saith the Lord concerning me, whatsoever I do shall prosper. I shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. I will bring forth my fruit in my season. Whatever I do shall not shall prosper. I declare according to the word of God, my business is prospering in the name of Jesus. Even the devil knows anytime the word of God appears, the devil disappears. When the word of God appears, what happens? The devil disappears. But you know what most of us do? We are looking for shortcuts. So we go and look for the prophets. We will go and look for some. We'll go and look for the pastor. We'll carry the anointing oil. And it's good. Those things are good. But let me say this. If you carry anointing oil and you don't have the word of God in you, there is limit to the results you can get. It's like me giving you a gun, but you don't know how to use a gun. Will you use it effectively? No. That is why you must have a personal relationship with the word. You see, those of you who are the missing uh, midweek service, I want to encourage you. Don't miss Tuesday service because we are teaching you how to study the word. That is what we are teaching on Tuesdays. How to study. Because most of us don't know how to study our Bible. We don't know how to go about it. You see, we, even if your Yoruba Bible is what you have, we want to teach you how to use your Yoruba Bible. If it's English, we want to teach you. We, because you need to know how to study the Bible for yourself. Is somebody with me? Say with me, I love the word. I will grow in the word. Amen. The third thing about the word of God is the word of God is our cleanser. Now, media team, I, I, I will, at this top point, I will want you to get my video ready. The, all right? The word of God is our cleanser. Psalm 119, verse 9. Wherewithal shall a man, shall a young man, cleanse his ways? By taking it dear to according to thy word. With my own heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandment. Verse 11. Thy word have I eat in my heart that I might not sin against you. John chapter 15, verse 3. What does it say? 
Now ye are clean to the word which I have spoken unto you. You see, as we grow up in life, there are so many things that have polluted us. And today, those things are affecting our lives, but most of us don't even know about them. There are things that you have believed today that, has, that is now controlling your life. Do you know one thing? The way to get rid of those evil things that are there is through the word. Media team, I want to show a video to you. All right? Uh, it's quite, it's funny. But I want to, a lot of us are like this guy. Okay? A lot of us are like the guy they are going to be showing us right now if they have it. So if you have it, guys, you can please show it on the screen. All right? So, uh, the video is about the story of a guy who went somewhere to work. He was looking for a job. And when I saw the video, it explains exactly what happens to most of us. All right, guys, do you have it? All right, do you have it? If you have it, let me know. If you don't have it, just let me know so that we can move. Okay? So, now, perhaps that is not the case with you. But one thing I know today is this. A lot of us today, we believe so many things that are not true because somebody told us. I remember when I was growing up, somebody said to me that, you know, if I draw a line on the floor, the breast of my mother will become longer. So I remember one day, I wanted to believe whether this thing I believe is true. How many of you have heard that thing before when you're, strong, when you're young? Usually you heard it, right? Good. That don't draw a line. So I drew a long line from my class or my school. I brought a cane. I said, I want to know where that will be truth. This thing will affect the breast of my mother. So when I drew the line, when I went home, guess where I went to straight? To my mother. All right. Make sure the sound is there. And I was looking. Okay, good. So what the guy, this guy, he wants to walk in the mortuary. So watch. So he went to a mortuary. He wants to walk there. What? understand what was going on let me explain to you so the guy wanted to walk in the mortuary so they told him to enter the room for the interview so when he entered what you saw was when he entered and um he saw that other man who is behaving like a ghost now the question is why was he afraid okay let them show. do you guys can you show it again no look at it why was he afraid all right why do you think he was afraid? All right? There's a reason why he was afraid. Guys, can you show it again for me, please? So they said, enter the <laughs> So he thought he was fighting the spirits. Right? Thank you, guys. 
Why do you think he was afraid? Because he must have heard, he must have watched a movie or heard something that makes him feel that a ghost can do something against him. Do you know that most of what we believe about ghosts are what we have heard or watched in movies? Do you agree with me? Because in those movies, we just hear that a spirit will come back and you know that spirit will be looking like it. Now, whether you like it or not, you believed it. Because if you did not believe it, right, like this guy, he would not have been fighting this. He would have said, what was wrong with you? Uh, but he just, there is something that has been stored in his mind that he had believed that is there, but he doesn't know that he's there. I, I, I remember several stories I've heard when I was, because I lived in, um, uh, in Akoka area, and there used to be cemetery around that area. And you know, when, anytime I'm passing that cemetery in the night, I will start singing. I will start singing. Jesus, the blood of Jesus set me free. Oh, Jesus. You know, because somebody has told me that ghosts can appear, and when the ghost appears, it's not funny at all. And I believed. What are you afraid of? You ask yourself, why are you afraid of it? Because somebody has said something to you. So you have read something or heard something or seen something. We've heard different stories that, oh, somebody died, he rose, he went to a bear, you know, how many of you heard some of those funny stories before? Then there's somebody has died in Lagos, then they saw him somewhere, and you know, those nonsense. Now, you two today, whether you like it or not, those things are there. What is it that can flush your fears away? The word of God. The word of God. The word of God. The word of God. Like this boy right now. You see that instead of just being there shouting, Jesus, Jesus. What? Say in the name of Jesus, I have the spirit of God in me. Do you think if he was quoting the Bible, that man that, man that was deceiving him would not have relaxed? Saying, I play with the play, boy. Take up, they go. No be your kind with the look for. No be your kind with the look for. Listen to me. God has not given you the spirit of fear. Whatever is making you afraid, today you can flush it away through the power of the word of God in you. What do you do? You listen to the word. You quote the word and you say in the name of Jesus, the word of God has said concerning me, I do not have the spirit of fear. I don't have the spirit of fear. I have the spirit of God in me. I'm a child of God. Touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. Amen. The word of God. I remember as a young kid, something happened. We're leaving and, uh, and uh, my mother this one happened to my mother. Uh, you know, she was just carrying, I think, one of my siblings when one masquerade was passing in front of our house. And then all of a sudden, the masquerade grabbed the baby from my mother's hand. And uh, we're living in a face me and face you house there. And the masquerade grabbed the baby and ran to the back of our house. Of course, even if you're a masquerade, no mother will give their child for anybody to carry. So my mother ran after this masquerade. And then the masquerades um, announced, ah, I called my mother and said, Namu, Namu, Namu. Say, who are you? Say, nah, Chibuzo, Chibuzo. Chibuzo, now you be the masquerade. Yeah, yeah. Are they hungry? Are they hungry? Are they hungry? Give me food now, now, now. So he collected the baby from my mother just to grab my mother's attention to the back. 
So the masquerade went to the kitchen, all right, removed his clothes, ate eba. You know, my mother prepared food for the masquerade. Then after the masquerade has finished eating, he wore his masquerade clothes back, dashed out. But watch now. Then I think all the news got to the head of the abalists. All right, because anytime masquerades are coming out, they, are, they have shrines and all those things. And they said it is forbidden for a woman to see the face of a masquerade. So they all came, the, the, the union of these abalists, they came to my mother to try to out that she needs to make a particular sacrifice and pay some amount of money. If not, whatever she sees, she will, she will not leave to tell the story. And my mother said, she just, you know, everybody were afraid because they came in this, they are white, whatever. I don't know how they came to arrest her. But my mother looked at them eyeball to eyeball. I said, did you hear that I was the one that went to go and call the masquerade? Do you hear that I, I live for the, so because of that, I should not join you. No, I'm not doing that. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against me in judgment, the Lord shall condemn. I said, eh. And they did like that. So you will see. You will see. About some days later, some days later, it was raining. I'm telling you the true life story. It was raining. Raining heavily. All of a sudden, I think it was around 1 a.m. thereabouts. There was a major thunder around our house. You know, those kind of thunders that shakes building. But nothing happened. Do you know what happened? The next day, the man that led them, or one of the men that led them, that thunder actually went to go and kill him. Later, we realized that actually what they wanted to do was to invoke that evil spirit to come. But somehow, I believe, the evil spirit got to the door of our house and realized that this one is danger zone. So I must go back to my sender. So the evil spirit of that thunder went back to the people that sent it. What was the secret? The word. The word. Pastor, our pastor was not there. But the word of God. You see, when the word is there, not the one you put under your pillow, the one that is inside of you, that is the one that will give you victory. Today, this year, I see you growing in the word. Every evil that has entered your life, thought of evil, today, the word of God is flushing them out. I said the word of God is flushing them out. Hallelujah. The next area you must develop is your prayer life. Your prayer life. Jesus said in Luke chapter 18, men always ought to pray and never to give up. You should always pray and never stop praying. Don't 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 stop praying. Prayer is communication with God. Prayer is audience with God. Prayer is relationship with God. You see, it is prayer that makes you develop intimate relationship with God. Life is not about what you know. 
is about who you know. Thank God for what you know. What you know matters. But you realize that there are some doors that cannot be opened unto you based on what you know alone. It's who you know that will open those doors. Prayer helps you develop that relationship with God. Let me give you some two importance of prayer. Number one, prayer ushers you into intimacy with God. Just as a man have his wife and a woman have her husband, that is what prayer does. Prayer ushers you into that inner closet, intimacy with God. Luke chapter 9 verse 29 says, as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered and his raiment was white and glistering. As he prayed, as he prayed, how is your prayer life, my sister? You see, prayer is not about receiving from God, but it's about developing relationship with God. Most of us, we wait until there is a need in our life before we begin to pray. It's a mistake. Prayer is not about meeting your needs. Prayer is about becoming close to God. You see, most of us who are the children of our parents, we didn't even know what we need. But because we are the children of our parents, we are close to our parents, what happens at their own time? They send you to school. They feed you every day. They will buy clothes for you. Just because you are their children. When you pray regularly, your needs will be met. When you have a relationship with God in the place of prayer, it will take care of you. The Bible says, if earthly men knows how to give good gifts to their children, if earthly men knows how to take care of their children, how much more shall our heavenly father take care of us? God is going to take care of you. God is going to take care of you. But you see, you must develop that relationship with him in the place of prayer. Prayer is not about, Lord, give me shoe. Yes, he wants to give you shoe. Give me clothes. Help me to marry. You see, challenges of life is not what should make you develop a prayer. Your love for God, your love for God is what should help you, motivate you, inspire you to develop a prayer life. Prayer is life. Prayer is life. You wake up in the morning before stepping out of your house. You, the first thing you do is to pray and open the Bible. Once you have done that, the second thing is then to pray again. Pray again. Pray without stopping. Pray without ceasing. Pray. Pray. Let me tell you something. Prayer is the way to silence your enemies. Anna. Anna. The Bible says the other woman was just mocking her. Oh, barren woman. Oh, this. And she was crying instead of praying. I, some of us thought we have thought that is crying that God sees. See, crying don't change anything. It is prayer that changes things. Oh, you are complaining to all the family of that man about what he's not doing. Since you've been complaining to them, especially those of us women, women since you have been complaining to all the family of your husband, have they changed anything? Some of them said, don't want you in that home. Some of them, they don't want you, sir. Hey, take your business to God in the place of prayer. Take your business to God in the place of prayer. Oh, Lord, help me in this marriage. Oh, Lord. But what if I prayed and nothing is changing? Keep on praying. Because you see, 
Bible says the effectual continuous fervent prayer. Sometimes, do you know that one of the things that prayer helps you to develop is the spirit of patience? Most of us, why we are not doing well in life is that we are not patient enough for everything. So when you come before God, it's not that God could not have given you, but God wants you to develop character. Because you see, if you can be patient before God, you will not be in a hurry in life anymore. I've seen women who have married the wrong man because they felt that, oh, marriage is the gateway to get out of suffering. So you see, they, because they cannot take it anymore, all right? So they just see one man like that. Before you know it, they pack their load and just go into the house of that man. And the man too knows. After maybe three or four months, then the man will change, turn the woman to panel bitter. You see, the escape from suffering is not to rush out. It's not marriage. See, you don't get married because you want to escape suffering. You get married because of love. Take that from me. Now, what then do you need? The escape from every difficult situation is on your knees. Every problem can be solved on your knees. Eventually, did Anna not get solution on her knees? The Bible said, when everybody had gone, she realized that, see, this crying does not change anything. How do I know that, that Anna, Anna spent more time? Because if Anna has been praying like that, Eli will have known Anna. Eli will have said, ah, madam, you have come again, oh. This year, God will answer you. But for Eli not to be able to mention Anna's name, for Eli not to know, it means that Anna has not just been praying deep enough. Because Eli does not even know her at all. How can you be going to a church for a long time, for over 10 years, and even the pastor does not know you? It means Anna has just been complaining she has not been praying. If you spend most of the time that you are using to think, to think, about, uh, you know, uh, not, not think, to get worried. If you spend most of the time you are getting worried about this thing in prayer, a lot will have changed. Some of us, we have now become worried now. They, they told you that your BP is high. You are a child of God. Your BP is high. It means that you are, see, when you hear IBP, it means the person is worrying more than praying. IBP, as far as I'm concerned, means more worried than praying. Because Jesus said, cast all your burdens upon me, for I care for you. If you have cast the burden upon Jesus, you will not have that BP. Some of us, are the, they say you have hypertension now. Why? Why? Because you see, instead of casting your care upon the Lord, instead of casting it upon the Lord, you are rather carrying everywhere. So you see some people at their young age, White hair has taken over. At their young age, a child of 25 now looks like 65. Worries cause aging, but prayer brings you youthfulness back. You can recover lost years in the place of prayer. You will be younger again when you pray. Don't you realize that the Bible says that his face also changed. Prayer changes you physically. It changes you. It's, the Bible said that his face changed. What else changed? His, his clothes changed. In other words, prayer affects your material life. Look at it again. Look, look at it so that you don't think I'm sharing what is not in the word of God. Luke 9.29. 
And as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered. That means his face changed and his raiment was white. So prayer affects you both internally and externally. Prayer will touch every aspect of your life. Sister, spend more time to pray. Spend more time to pray. Wake up and just pray. Wake up and just pray. Wake up and just pray. You don't know how to pray? Well, that's why you must be part of Rise to Glory. If you join Rise to Glory every day, 6.30 to 7 o'clock, why wouldn't you know how to pray? Because at least you are joining the prayer. We call the prayer for point for you Monday to Friday. Join it. First Friday of, um, of February is coming. Breakthrough night. You see, that one is even another special time of prayer. We are, you see, that one, when we come that first Friday, you will see us. Oh, if you don't know how to pray, there is no way you will come for that vigil and not catch the spirit of prayer. You don't know how to pray in tongues. Come for break tonight. Because if from that 11 to 2, thereabout, when we are praying for those three, four hours, I'm teaching you how to pray. We'll practicalize it. It's not just calling prayer point one, prayer point two. No. Break tonight is designed to empower you to pray. Prayer is not negotiable. It's the key to victory. It's the key to victory. Oh, you have to grow your prayer life. You have to grow your prayer life. In the second service, I'm going to be sharing with you what happens when you pray. The second important thing about prayer. I've only shared one, but my time is up. But I'm trusting the Lord that in the second service, I'm going to share the other part. What happens when you, why you must take your prayer life seriously. However, listen to me. This is the year you must develop personal development. And I'm talking about developing spiritually. And I'm now on that point where I'm telling you, you must develop in your prayer life. Oh, pray. And last week, you remember I gave you the formula. What's the formula to, for that I said you can be using? Huh? What's that formula? Praise. praise. How many of you have started using praise formula to pray? Oh, none of you? Oh, you've not started. Okay, three, two people. Fantastic. Has it been helpful? Has it been helpful? All right. Now, on Friday, at the breakthrough night on Friday, next, um, which Friday is, I think that's upper Friday. All right. We are going to be learning more, using another formula to pray. But what I'm saying is that when you pray, things changes. Let me say this. It's not that God has not blessed you. The problem is that you have not withdrawn the blessing in the place of prayer. What you are looking for is just a prayer away. Elijah said unto Ahab, say, get ready. It's going to rain. Ahab ran to his house. But Elijah was wise. He knew that God wants to give rain. But he knows that for rain to fall, somebody must go in the place of prayer. So Elijah told Ahab, you go and eat. But me, what will I do? I will go and pray. There's a woman who got married about four years ago. After about 21 years, of waiting to get married. We are going to be inviting that woman here in March. And I'm going to be particularly, perhaps I will tell her to share a story. Because some of you women need to hear that story. She got married at an early stage. 
and lost her husband maybe we're in her 20s or so she said to me the first time she ever went to the airport was to receive the dead body or whether the last time she went there to receive the caskets of her late husband she was a young girl she had three children already the marriage was about to get better but now the man was gone she cried and cried now the question is who will marry a woman with three children who will marry a woman with three children he said to me pastor jj a lot of time they want to marry me but they will say i need to take away my children because she was still she's still beautiful when she comes here you will still see her very beautiful and elegant said they want to marry me but all kept saying no you have to go and you cannot break i cannot father another man's child if they grow up they will go and look for their father and she said anybody that will marry me will have to marry me with my children five years went by nothing happened ten years went by nothing happened she said several nights when she gets back home because now the children are growing they have gone to university she will be there lonely she's doing well as a lawyer but she said the loneliness was becoming too much but she kept on praying well you know today of a truth God sent the right man to her life this one did not only marry her took in all the children and gave them a home settled down and this one is not afraid or ashamed to say these children are now my children because you see when god answers your prayer he perfects every other aspect of your life prayer gives you perfect answer a perfect so every aspect of it god takes care of it i don't want you to ever give up maybe you have been praying about something and it's like you are not getting the answer maybe the more you are praying it's like even the situation is getting worse maybe the more you are praying the more the the result is running away from you listen to me the bible says even though it tarries it will surely come it is time to pray again it is time to pray again don't give up in prayer put your hand together stand to your feet glory be to god lift your voice and just bless the lord this morning just give him thanks because his word is true his word is life his word is power his word is say lord i thank you for your word go ahead and just thank the lord this morning just thank him for his word thank him for his word thank him for his word Thank him for his word. Thank him for his word. Give him thanks for his word. Give him praise for his word. Blessed be your holy name. Hallelujah, we give you thanks. Hallelujah, we give you praise. Hallelujah, we give you thanks. Hallelujah, we give you praise. Hallelujah, we give you thanks. Father, we give you praise today. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you from the heart of our heart. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. James chapter 
4 verse 16. Can I have it? James 4 6, sorry. James chapter 4 verse 6. James chapter 4 verse 6. I want you to look at this scripture as we pray. James chapter 4 verse 6. What does it say? I need James chapter 4 verse 6. Media team. Okay, in case you are not pulling up, he said, He giveth more grace. More grace. But he giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisted the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. You can ask God for more grace in the place of the word. I want to pray, oh Lord, this morning, give me more grace for my spiritual development. I'm praying for grace to develop spiritually. And what are the two key areas I've mentioned? The word and the place of prayer. Whatever is taking your quiet time away from you, so Lord, give me more grace to be consistent in the Bible. Lord, I receive more grace for the altar of my prayer life. Lift your voice and pray. Lord, give me more grace for my spiritual development this year. More grace, Lord. More grace, Lord. More grace, Lord. More grace. More grace. More grace. More grace, more grace for spiritual development. More grace, oh yes, more grace, more grace, more grace, more grace to soak in the world. More grace to soak in prayer. More grace, more grace, more grace. Thank you for 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 more grace. Lift your voice and thank the Lord for more grace. I receive more grace. I receive more grace to seek you fervently. Thank you. In Jesus' name, I pray. You know, I, I just believe the Lord wants to encourage somebody there is someone here when i was talking about the second point of giving up in prayer you have become so discouraged about what you have been praying for because it's like the more you pray the situation is not getting better and right now you are entering a point where you are becoming discouraged to pray anymore about that situation but today I strongly believe the Lord is ministering to you. That is seeing what you are praying about. Don't give up. Don't give up. Roll up your sleeves and fight for it to work. For it to work. It to work. Rise above discouragement. For when the cloud is full, it will empty itself upon the earth. God is not ignoring your prayer. Pray again. Pray again. Pray again. Pray again. I don't know who you are. But if you are the one, just place your right hand on your chest. I want to pray for you right now. The Lord is releasing oil upon you. This is not your final bus stop. 
God is working things out for you in your favor. Father, I pray for this one. Lord, that Lord more grace will come upon this ones. Concerning that which they have prayed for, they have now become discouraged because it's like nothing is happening. Oh Lord, I pray. Strengthen them to fight this battle. Strengthen them to break through on their nails. Oh Father, I pray for more grace for your daughter and your sons. Let there be a release of more grace. Amen. A release of more grace. Amen. For you will testify. Amen. For you will see the glory of Amen. God. Amen. For a new dawn is coming. Amen. The Lord is exceeding your expectation. Amen. The Lord is doing it. Amen. If only you can seek Him with more faith. Amen. Father, I thank you. Thank you, Jesus. For this one shall arise and fight, and their testimony. Shall be birthed. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now I pray for everyone under the unction of my voice. Precious Father, this is the year of spiritual development. Your will is for us to soar. Now I pray for everyone, oh God, wherever they are on the surface of the earth, let there be more grace. Grace in the word, grace in prayer, and grace to stretch that they may see the next level results. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' precious name of prayer, shout a louder amen.